You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. Specifically, this episode, television. I'm pretty excited about it. What we do this is, now. It's, it is. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 351, DC TV News. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a fun thing to talk about. That's, you know, a thing for my life this week. We talked about it last episode. I talked about all the things last episode. No, we went on We went on pretty uh, pretty heavily. I do, have an, I do have an anecdote, though. You have an anecdote? Yeah. It, That's it, awesome. It has to do with, uh, with uh, television, too. Oh, do tell. I'm interested. I'm legitimately interested to hear this because I didn't think you had anything else. No, I've got nothing. But I have at least this. Um, <laughs> I'm about 11 years old. That's not nothing. Yeah. 11-ish. Sure. Twelve-ish. I don't know. I'm having trouble remembering exactly the time frame. But um, to put it in context, uh, that that puts me in about, I I was born in 84. Mm -hmm. uh, That puts me in about 95, 96 area. Sure. So, you know, they used to have these things called scramblers. No. Do you recall them? No. All right. So. Not yet. Here's the fun part. Um, Okay. TV was all analog at that time, right? Right. Well, there were scramblers. Okay. So, if you were the kind of guy who, um, I say kind of guy as though, as though there was another kind of guy, who understood that, like, if you if you uh, keyed in with your remote, those other channels, like mm. Spice TV or whatever, that, okay. that had the nudie channels, well, eventually mm-hmm. you would probably get a piece of the nudie channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, dear Lord, it was just, it was just a matter yeah. of time, mathematically. Until I was about 22, I thought that, like, naked ladies were all green and squiggly. No, they were actually human people. <laughs> I thought that, like, once a woman took off her clothes, she just, like, become this, like, gelatinous, undulating form. Right. Apparently, they're, like, solid yeah. matter that is is oh. uh, supposed to be, you know, addressed and caressed and whatever. Uh, addressed? <laughs> addressed and caressed, Addressed huh? and caressed. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be my autobiography from sixteen to seventeen. It's a little hot under the collar. Uh, uh, my autobiography from sixteen to seventeen years old. All right. So, okay. I, I, you, we were in this this period though with with um way before digital TV, analog television, mm-hmm. and you had scramblers and d scramblers. Sure. And there were d scramblers. There were d scramblers. I had no idea about the d scramblers. Neither did I. I learned about it one afternoon. 
And I had three of my friends call me and say mm-hmm. that they had hijacked their uncle's D scrambler. Oh. <laughs> all right. This all happened very fast. Mm-hmm. I forget which day of the week it was, but it was a it was a weekday. They had they had hijacked the D scrambler, and yeah, they uh they were they they invited me over, um, on a landline. We, we right. were in landline times then. Uh, sure. <laughs> his number was four zero six eight. I'll forgive the first three numbers. I know those. Here's the thing, like I, I'm of the age, same as you. When people talk to me about, like, hey, I call him on the phone, I always think of a landline. Yeah. <laughs> just period. Like even today, like yeah, I gave uh, Jason a call, but yeah, on the landline. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking, like, of a person picking up a phone with a cord that's all like curly. Right. And, uh, right. Like if you actually happen so, yeah. upon a telephone booth, you could probably make this out. Which yeah, so okay, yeah. So you were bearing in mind, I'm still of the I'm were... still of the age that like I have dialed a uh, like a rotary phone in my lifetime. Sure, that has happened. Sure, I called a person so... by going. I did that. Right, but on this occasion. I I was called. The people who remember that are annoyed. The people who remember that are annoyed, and the people who don't remember that are disinterested. That's what I'll let you know. That's what's happening. Go ahead with your anecdote. Yeah. (laughs) On this occasion, though, I um, I, I kind of like I I had my thing though on on afternoon. Afternoons were preserved preserved for animaniacs and and Batman. That was how they aired. If I got yeah. home early enough, it was Looney Tunes and Animaniacs and Batman. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Yes. Animaniacs yes, and sorry. Batman. Yeah. And if you got home really early, it was Eek the Cat. Yeah. Tiny Tunes. And apparently, all of my Animaniacs all of my friends had apparently like uh, skipped school that day. I guess. Fuck. Oh. I don't know. Um. <laughs> right. No one was suspicious. So I guess acquire this descrambling technology. And well, you know, you do what you can. Yeah, and I, like I respect, I res, I, I I respect their like uh, commission to, to the cause, but <laughs> they called me and and asked me if I wanted to come over, and I said no, and they yeah. they they explained like, oh, <laughs> you don't understand, what we descrambled this channel, we have porn sure. now. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well. I, I, that's great. I just I was gonna watch some stuff, and they kept like they they grouped up on me. Like there was a there was a, a version of this where they like held the phone out for everyone to group up on. Um, there was like three of them, and they're holding the receiver sure. out for everyone to to pitch in. And what are you doing right now? And and we're you know at this point obviously it's what, how many years ago right, we're dealing with like twenty something years ago. It's like oh what are you doing? With, what are you doing? You faggot kind of thing. And oh yeah okay and I'm <laughs> at home. That seems to be that seems to be a common a common accusation when you decide. Eh, I don't really care about porn. Yeah, because I I personally don't really care about porn. And people are like, oh, what are you? Like, no, that's not how it works. Just, no, if if I were, I would just like that kind of porn. I I had the hardest <laughs> and as it is. I just don't like porn. The hardest time possible explaining that. Yeah. My my sexuality had nothing to do with this. Yeah, like what? How? 
I was way more interested in seeing what Batman was up to. Sure. And let's not forget that the Animaniacs were gonna were, were gonna be involved in the the next hour of my life. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta know what Chicken Boo's gonna do. Absolutely. Chicken Boo, what's the matter with you? You don't act like the other chickens. You never know when an Envelania re <laughs> re airing is gonna happen, and you want to be there for that. Let the anvils ring. Let the anvils ring. <laughs> This isn't rehearsed, people. I know this stuff. <laughs> it was a hard time. And so help me. I thought, I have, I, I'm going to see these things eventually. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. We, <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> we need to start talking about the show. Um, uh, Gotham. Uh, David Mazus, as they say. Um, was talking about Batman's future. He says, uh, in the next episode, you'll see Bruce continue his training. Bruce is not nearly where he needs to be in order to be on that level of Batman caliber. He's definitely a trained martial artist at this point, but he's not Batman. There's still loads to be taught mentally, physically, emotionally, and the most important thing he needs to be taught are the rules. There's his guidelines of figuring out what he's going to do. At this point, Bruce is still figuring out who killed his parents and doing anything to get that answer and bring the people responsible to justice. I don't think he's made that decision to help save Gotham from the evil that transpires. He will make the decision, and it will happen fairly soon, but it hasn't happened yet. Asked about the Playboy facade of Bruce Wayne, he says you are going to see those sides more in Season 4. As of now, Bruce isn't really putting on a mask and saving Gotham, as long as Bruce isn't hiding under another pres- persona. He doesn't need the Playboy persona to cover it up. In the coming season, you'll get to see that side of him. That's what he said about. La- that's what he said last season. So eh, A little bit. That's a little weird. Uh, Lucifer, I'm a little excited and a little dismayed. <laughs> the length of Season 2 has been cut... Um, it's been unknown, actually, up until now. But uh, Joe Henderson, co-showrunner, said, We designed the season to be an 18-episode arc because we re- originally were going to do 18 episodes. But then we got more, uh, four more. Surprise! Woo! So we, we, decided, pff, we decided to create four episodes that let us play around a little bit, dig deeper into the character stories, play with the format a bit, etc. Um, he also said, You didn't know whether they'd air the season or next. Or next until now. Now we do. So bad news is you need to wait for them. And I know that sucks. The Writer's Room Twitter account for the show also confirmed that the episodes will be, quote, strategically released during Season 3. We don't know yet whether that means 22 or 26 episodes in Season 3. That just sounds like they did a bunch of standalone crap that they're going to like try to sprinkle in. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, it, it just does. I it, Like... I, I I appreciate them describing it as you know we're gonna we're gonna push it a little bit but it is what it is you, you did standalone episodes you did bottle episodes about characters now that can be really good bottle episodes about characters can be really good I don't want to sure. completely shit on it before it deserves it mm-hmm. but it 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 can also be really bad. It can be really bad when it's forced into a season where it doesn't belong. Like they, the writers are a different headspace when they wrote those episodes. So like suddenly it seems like the characters are reverting back to a previous incarnation of themselves. Yeah. And not really in line with the storyline. And then all of a sudden, here we are, we're back. And that last episode seemed weird and displaced. That's kind of the, the, the worry that you should be feeling uh, if you're watching Lucifer right now is they wrote these episodes that made sense by themselves. Mm-hmm. But apparently we're going to have uh, 
we're, we're going to wrap up this season. It's going to be great because that's sure. what they'll tell you. Is it's going to be great. Yeah. But we're going to wrap it up. They're contractually obligated to say it's going to be great. Yeah, I think great's probably in the, the wording somewhere. Um, And and that's, that's going to be fine. But those four episodes that are going to be... Uh, the that are going to be displaced are just mm-hmm. they're they're there they're they're sitting on you that mm-hmm. whatever's going to happen at the end of season two is apparently not going to be so dramatic and so displacing that whatever's going to happen in those bottle episodes won't make sense are we surprised by this no that's worrisome it is uh the supergirl uh, since, <laughs> since Monel and Kara seem to be bad together and the Daxamites are meant to finish the season as big bads, Melissa Benoist was asked what to expect coming up. She says, isn't that how things work, that just when you get things settled, some wrench has to fall into the gears? The Daxamites pose some problems. Rhea is not necessarily a sweet prospect for a mother-in-law, but it's really fun to see the way these characters interact. You know, I was honestly hoping they were just going to go away. Mm-hmm. Because they were really bad. Yep. Uh, good news, though. Lena Luthor is now a season three regular. Katie McGrath's character has been upgraded to a series regular for season three. And uh, I'm okay with that. And I'm not, you know, one of the uh, the uh, people on the internet who think that Kara and Lena should be uh, bumping uglies or anything. I'm not one of the shippers. But I like Lena Luthor, and I think it's kind of a cool uh, Lex Clark dynamic that they're building on the show that the show yeah. desperately needs, and I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, now, if Could they did become, problem? you know, I'm not going to get angry if they do become, you know, lovers of a sort. Uh, it doesn't seem to be in character; it'd be a kind of out of left field. But whatever, they can make it work, I suppose. But uh, not really necessarily at all rooting for that. Just to just to be clear to the shippers out there. So I don't get it put on any weird mailing lists. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, to the shippers, like uh, Lex and Clark from Smallville, were uh, that was a great bromance. Oh yeah, and I've seen many a uh, artistic depiction of one's penis and the other against my will. Of course, because um, the you internet become is part of is, fandom. Is that that cruel? You know, you become part of fandom on on platforms and whatnot, and then, like, you know, you never know. Someone's like, hey, man, I love Smallville. I can't believe you like Smallville, too. I'm like, yeah, man, right on. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you know, you're scrolling through your feed, and there's a penis. There is a penis. And you're going, oh, well. That happened. Okay. Yep. That happened right in that other thing. Why did it have to be Lionel and Lex? Yep. Um, <laughs> and it's not even the worst. What? It's not even what? Not even the worst of the things that could happen. No, they're they're worse. You give the internet <laughs> enough leash. Oh dear God. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> on the Flash fan criticism about the fan criticism of Barry this season. Grant Gustin said at the Paley Fest, I agree most of the time as a viewer and a fan with the backlash that Barry receives. <laughs> what? Wow, man. All right. I kind of like it. I kind of do. I, I. He has made some weird decisions in the last season. He's, yeah, he's made some weird decisions. 
That's like Grant Gustin's nice way of saying, like, I don't know what the writers are doing. I don't know what the writers are doing. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> um, so Candace Patton is saying, I think the relationship aspect of West Allen is going to be on the back burner towards the end of the season, only because they have bigger issues to deal with and more important issues to deal with. You know, they're engaged, they're happy, but any kind of wedding details might have to wait until season four. If Iris makes it to season four... So I guess don't expect the West Allen wedding soon, cats. No. Just put away your claws. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg was talking about the Flash season finale. He says, uh, he was asked to tease something about the season three finale. And he says, you are definitely going to cry, but I would expect nothing less of the Flash. Oh. So you told me nothing, Kreisberg. Nothing I tell you. No, it's no new information, but it is confirmation. It's (laughs) It's confirmation of that which we already suspected heavily. Sure. Uh, uh, but the inevitable Savitar reveal, Aaron Helbing says it impacts everybody and makes them question everything that they've known for the past three seasons. What? That's one of them. There are mind f's. It wins. Chrisberg's take. Credence to the whole HR thing. Yeah, Chrisberg says because the three seasons and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Barry's going to realize that the hunt for Savitar's identity might not lie in the present, which will take the show in a fun and interesting direction. Hey, maybe they'll go someplace else, you know, do something else. Right. Kreisberg uh, says, when we have a masked villain, we do our best to subvert audiences' expectations. Hopefully we've done, if we've done our jobs right, you will be both shocked and also go, that makes perfect sense. Of course. So hopefully we'll, we've laid the groundwork for all to make sense, not just in the moment, but hopefully you look back and you realize how important it was for Barry to face this particular villain in his journey as a hero and how this season ties into all the others. I am interested, based in all of this, on all of this, to see who it is. I, I somehow suspect I won't care. You know, like when it happens, I'll think, eh, okay. Mm, it's possible. Yeah, you know, I'm a little tired of the who is it thing. No, I I understand the 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 who is it. Um, that can be a thing, but mm-hmm. legitimately, you don't know who the fuck it is. Well, no, but you know, it can only be a, a finite number of people. Like it's only a certain amount of people for it to be a big reveal because it has to be someone we know. So I don't really give a crap. I like, know. Any, like I've run I've run through all of those possibilities, and I'm like, that's fine. Any of us fine. Whatever. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the sad thing. Um, and I've done the same thing with Arrow. Like, I kind of like, eh, whatever. With Vigilante? Yeah, well, Prometheus, Prometheus and Vigilante oh, and Prometheus. all that. Okay. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm more interested in the main character's story arcs than I am about any kind of big reveal. And more than that, I'm interested in, like, multiverse stuff. Like, I want to see different versions of the people, which they've already kind of taken off the table because they think it'll be confusing. So And it would. I don't think so. I think yeah. I'm smart enough to understand where that's going. There's you know, already like so I'm, much time, space, blah, 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 blah happening. No, let's do this. <sighs> There's and, not. Uh, you can only do so much time, space, blah, blah, blah at a time. And no um, space. <laughs> so if you are unlike us and you really enjoyed the musical uh, <laughs> episode of The Flash, I, I the didn't... music from... I, I enjoyed it. No, what? What? What, Jason? Because you... You know, it was disappointing as hell. It was. It, it was, was disappointing. And it was disappointing. I thought it was going to do a few things that it didn't do. I, like I wasn't good. like... 
I, I I didn't I didn't look at it and think, ah, oh, right. you son of a bitch, you betrayed me. <laughs> no, it was. Um, I kind of looked at it and thought, ah, oh, you were a musical after all. It was a milk toast musical, man. It was. Yeah. It was a uh, yeah. It was it was an exercise of mediocrity, as far as I was concerned. No, like, I, I, no I felt... I'll, I'll 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 give it more than that. No, I mean an exercise in mediocrity. You can go it way, was, way below what happened here. It could. But also, they still didn't take it to that level where I thought... Like, I still was still at the level where I thought, you might as well not have done this. I don't know. Based on what I saw, I still felt like it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth having been done. That's probable. Yeah. No, I can't Any- get behind that. I, I, I just... It worked. It existed. It... I don't know. It justified itself as a musical. But if it Barely. hadn't been a musical, that would have been okay, too. Yeah. It, just, it, made, it didn't make any sense plot-wise, though. Really. No, the plot's fucked up. The plot's just plain fucked up. Sorry. But if you like the music, if you like the musical and you want the soundtrack, it is it is available on iTunes right now. Um, so if you feel so inclined, go and uh, uh, throw your shekels toward that endeavor, I suppose. Uh, Shekel the hell. <laughs> on the legends. Uh, <laughs> Guggenheim has some interesting things to say. He says, we're going to do the one thing on the show we said we would never do. Well, fancy that. You're a liar once again, Googs. <laughs> Without spoiling too much, clearly you're going to have to do something very significant and break a major rule in order to fix things, which makes me feel like he's really saying the writers are going to have to break a major rule of the show, of the continuity, to fix things because they've backed themselves into a corner and now he's trying to make it feel like it's a dramatic decision. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of Quantum Leap where they're like, ah, we're going to have Elvis Presley. Yeah. That was a real thing. Good. Like, they had rules. That, that's a good call. That's a good call because they said they weren't going to do famous people and then they did, like, Buddy Holly and they did Elvis Presley. Yeah. But, you know, they said they'd never have him like, become... Like, anyway, we're not getting into Quantum Leap. Like, Actually, you know, that's how we <laughs> became friends with Scott Madison, as we mentioned Quantum Leap on our show. Um, <laughs> What's up, Scott? One of our best buddies there. What's up, Scott? How you doing, buddy? Which is sexy ass up in there. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I'm sorry. Nah. Um, yeah. Moving on. I'm a weird guy. <laughs> So Guggenheim tweeted out some concept art for Felicity Smoke as a full-blown cape and cowl-wearing superhero intended for the upcoming Doom World episode. Uh, hopefully it stayed in the show. He said elsewhere, I will call it a surprise crossover. No one knows this because we've kept it under wraps, but there's a surprise cameo, surprise crossover moment in the, penult- in the penultimate episode of Legends. Uh, he might be talking about Super Smoke. He also might be talking about Katie Cassidy because I know she's coming somewhere. Sure. And there. Ugh. But it feels like. I'm sorry. Did did I uh, did I utter that just staying out loud? I'm I apologize. It feels like Super Smoke is what we're supposed to be looking forward to. I'm like I know Katie Cassidy's coming. Ugh. Mm. Whoops. Oh. I showed my hand. Oh, get ready though. <laughs> get ready uh, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Guggenheim released a grab of an establishing shot of the upcoming Doom World episode of Legends. The Legion seemed to be operating out of a building that looks suspiciously like the old school Hall of Doom. Awesome. He said... 
He said, I will say there's an Easter egg. It's more than an Easter egg. It's a little bit more obvious than that, but I think fans are really going to love it. And not necessarily fans of comics. Let's just say fans of cartoons. Oh, man, you are so hard to see through, man. What are you talking about? (laughs) Who knows what Guggenheim could be referring to? What? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to see what he's referring to, what he could be possibly talking about. Sly Dog? I know. <laughs> he hides so well. So, <laughs> so at the Heroes of Villains Fan Fest, a crowd member asked if Oliver's son would ever find out the truth about his father. He said, if I were a betting man, I'd put money on that happening sooner rather than later. Um, of course, he also said, I'll never have a goatee. Well, sure. So, yeah, Stephen Amell, ladies and gentlemen. He uh-huh. said things, but, you know. He said things that didn't amount to shit. But like his 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 son came up in a recent episode. Yeah, it's relevant now. It maybe, maybe. Fingers crossed. I say uh, maybe. Now Guggenheim at Paley Fest said, uh, in terms of talking about vigilante and who might be behind that mask, he says we know who it is, but we were kind of intrigued by the idea of having a mystery that led into the next season. We were excited at the prospect of just letting this play out for a little while longer, and it gives us something cool to do in season six. I think that's where it comes down. They didn't know they don't have an idea for season six yet. Nope. Uh, anyway, he says as a general rule, I'm not a fan of mystery characters. Bullshit. Who, when you take off the mask, the audience goes, "Wait a minute, I've never seen that person before in my life." Okay, well that makes sense. Okay, I'm probably that part not I can spoil do anything. Yes. I'm probably not spoiling anything by saying whoever's underneath the vigilante mask, you've seen that person before. And okay. that part we're fine with. Yeah. It should be Oliver's son from the future. I don't know about that part. Yeah, me either. It just sound, sounds pretty good. On his face, it sounds pretty good. Like, as far as tonally for Arrow, it's a little off. It can roll. I feel like anybody who just watched Arrow would just be like, wait, what? It's fine. Yeah. But we're uh, out there Nick yet. E- Nicky Tarabay, Captain Boomerang from a few seasons ago, put a picture of himself as Digger on Twitter and asked, who really misses this guy? Because, as you know, what goes around always comes back around. Woo. So I guess they this is their first real big, hey, we're going to do something that was also in the movies thing. Of course. Um, <laughs> Guggenheim on the finale plans. He says, we're not going to destroy the city, Star City. We've talked about that before, actually, on the show. He says, we're not even going to threaten the city. In fact, I can also tell you the finale doesn't even take place in the city. Finally, the city, the citizens of Star City can breathe easily in May. <laughs> he says, you can expect a, n- a good number of returning characters, characters you haven't seen in a while back in the episode. Um, so I would assume Tommy and Roy? No! Tommy? Roy. You think Roy? Nah, eh, Roy. Not Tommy. Not Tommy? Okay. Eh, I'm just as a guess. Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, for some people, this is the time for great rejoicing, and I'll never understand why. Um, I will never understand why. I'm sorry. Please don't hate us, but Katie Cassidy is returning as a series regular, (laughs) season six. (laughs) (laughs) Season six of Arrow once again feature Katie Cassidy. Here we are! We knew this was coming. Katie Cassidy. Didn't stop themselves. This time she'll be Earth 2's Black Siren, who I might add has no better acting skills than Earth 1's Black Canary. Guggenheim also said Black Siren. She's going to Black Siren it up. 
she's going to be appearing in the last two episodes of season five. Uh, you know, I was pretty happy with our Black Canary that we have now. Maria Luxarian! I don't even know what you're saying anymore. I don't know, either. <laughs> we got the Black Sirens! <laughs> Winnie Miracle was talking about Elicity. Of course, because we can't let Elicity die. I'm willing to let it die. Sure. I don't even... Like, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I wasn't one of the people who were like, Ah, get rid of Elicity. But, you know, I'm not one of the people who are like, oh, Oliver and Felicity Why aren't they everything. having the sex anymore? Theirs is a forever love. Yeah. It's actually a quote from Buffy. <laughs> anyway, Felicity is going to continue to go darker and go further into this world of Helix. And when everything comes to a head, she's going to need Oliver in a way that she hasn't in the past five, 15 episodes. I.e. sexually. No, I don't know. Um, Guggenheim said when we broke them up in season 415 last year, we always had a plan. Of course you did. You liar. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He says, I'm not going to tell you what that plan is, because you don't know what it is yet. I will say that there is there are a lot of unanswered questions. I will questions not tell you a thing four. from the future, because you're not from the future. He says, I will say that there are a lot of unanswered questions from episode 415 that we are looking to answer this year, as was always our intention. I never believe him when he says that. The more Guggenheim says that they had a plan, the less I believe they had a plan. Yeah, that's fair. Not to say that Arrow hasn't been phenomenal this year, but they're going to screw it up by throwing Katie Cassidy in more. Nope. <laughs> they're just nope. going to include her. They're just going to include Okay. Just going to include that. So, fans were confused when the newest episode of Powerless didn't air as it was scheduled last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Schumacher on Twitter. I don't know if it's Schumacher or Schumacher. I think if... Uh, I would say Schumacher. If it was Schumacher... Before the whole Batman and Robin thing, I think I would have changed it to Schumacher, just so I could get work. But, uh, <laughs> hey, my name's Patrick Schumacher. Oh, who, uh, Schumacher. Schumacher. Not Macher. Schumacher. Oh, okay. Um, but Thanks, he says, man. on Twitter, he said on Twitter, well, no new Powerless this week. Sorry about that. Was looking forward to it. We'll keep you posted uh, next week. So... He later agreed with a fan that it wasn't great that it wasn't a great sign for the show that they decided suddenly not to air it. Um, they literally decided not to air it last minute, uh, creating now a two week gap between new episodes. Um, my guess is this isn't going to last a full season. It is not a good thing. This is like NBC just like whipped their dick out and jerked blood out. Like this isn't good. This is really bad. That's a pretty violent of it. Right? That That's not awful. inaccurate. A, I said that, and I, as soon as I said it, I went, why did I say that? That was awful. No, no, I'll, I'll, I, I'll back you. It's not inaccurate. <laughs> I felt terrible. It's, I'm, I feel worse about you as a person that you backed it. No, I'm here with you, man. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't bet money on Powerless being around for very long. Nope. This is really bad. You don't just, like, Make schedules and say things are going to be in. Th- tell the, all the guides that they're just going to be on the on the television and then just pull out. No, the last you, second. you you don't send out your schedule on the eleventh hour and go. Uh, and we should just do a rerun of something else instead. Yeah, that doesn't. Happen that feels like someone. That feels like someone up high called someone else and said, "We cannot hem. We cannot afford to hemorrhage anymore on this stupid of show. This, on this stupid blah blah blah." Yeah, blah blah, blah 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 is a huge but, portion of of what happens in Hollywood. You think? Blah, 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 blah. 
Alrighty. So, I don't know what to do with that, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, just, it has it has a lot to do with like the uh, the people in charge of of any any single thing, like making it or not making it. Um, sure. They may or may not have any given points. So their uh, their 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 entire thesis may uh, basically come down to. Blah, 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 blah. I disagree, man. They've got they and look as much as we give them shit, you know, over canceling things that might or might not be really good. It all comes down to numbers. They absolutely have, like in somewhere in there. Rah, 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 they're talking about numbers. They're talking about like, hey, man, we're not getting the ratings. Like sponsors are talking about dropping out. Sure. We're just not. We're not sure. making the money that we're supposed to be making for this thing. It's not making the ratings that we need to make. It's for a reason. Absolutely. No, they, they may have, they may have handled it incorrectly. They could have played it at a different time, marketed it better. But at the end of the day, there's a reason. Sometimes, though, it's like, Powerless I is thought well. this show was going to do wonders. But it, it's Friday night slot just resulted in... It's a Thursday night slot, though. Oh yeah, no, Powerless is is fuck. No, <laughs> it's 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 fucked. It's um. There's no Friday night slot here. It's Thursday. It's not working. They're screwed. I'd have more hope <laughs> if it was actually on Friday, and I thought they might change it to like some weird Sunday night thing. Yeah. Nope. Nope. They give it Thursday night. It's probably screwed. Yeah. So. You know, last episode we ended on a down note. I think we'll. I think I'll end on a good note this time. Uh, there was an image released of the Batman and Harley Quinn movie, Yay! the animated feature that's coming out later this season, or later this year. Uh, it was scavenged from the iTunes Extras page for Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Uh, best guess right now is that we can expect the Tim vs. Influenced movie to be out somewhere in late summer of this year. No promises, but look, here's my the exciting thing. The the shot of it is this Nightwing, Batman, and Harley Quinn sitting in the Batmobile. She's checking her makeup. Nightwing, with short hair, is eating like French fries and drinking a, a soda from like a drive-through. <laughs> now the the designs look like the New Adventures of Batman, or as you might know it, Volume Four of Batman the Animated Series. Except Nightwing doesn't have like the shitty mullet. He's actually got like That's a, a more modern haircut. haircut. Um, the thing is like everything else looks exact almost, you know, it looks like a little worse, you know, like it's a little cheaper, Yeah. but, uh, you know, it is the 25th anniversary of the animated series this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Tim came back and I don't know, they haven't said, but it looks like it's in the Bruce Tim Paul Dini universe. This could be like classic DC animated universe coming back for just a minute. And, uh, I don't know. I can't be excited to see that. I don't know if Sorkin's going to come back and play, uh, Harley Quinn. Her voice is kind of, uh, rough. And I know it was kind of messed up, uh, when I heard her on, uh, an interview with Batman on Batman mm-hmm. and Tara Strong has been doing the character. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her for not coming back. Oh, sure. But we have no indication that, I mean, you know, I'm hor- hoping it's Lord Lester to come back as Nightwing and Kevin Conroy is, uh, as the Batman, of course, and Mark Hamill as the Joker. I mean, how can you not have the Joker if you if you have Harley Quinn? But um, if it's if not, you know, I'll watch this thing and kind of begrudgingly try to accept it for whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I work. Like, yeah, you show me those designs, yep. give me the right voices. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully they're not foolish enough to think that you know we want to see those designs with different actors of, attached to them at this point. Like it's been. 
uh, probably more than 10 years since we got those those characters in that timeline. I'd love to see that happen again one more time. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it looks pretty cool, and um, albeit a little bit cheaper, but uh, I'm willing to see what it turns into. Hopefully it's something. Yeah. Really good. I'm down. I'll have it on my shelf no matter what. Uh, of course. I have Brainy- I have Superman Brainiac Attacks on my shelf. And, <laughs> you know, as we all know, that's a load of shite. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Anyway, that's all I've got. That's all I've got for the week. That's that's it for DC TV. You have anything? Nope. Let's call it. All right, cats. This is DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. I don't know what that was about. Whatever. Die. You can find us... I really don't know what that was about. DC on screen, one word for the Twitter, for the Instagram, for this Facebook uh, page. And um, gosh, giantsizeteamup.com. Giantsize Team Up Network is, you know, the network we're a part of. We're also members of the Batman Podcast Network. And, uh, huh, let me think. You know what? I'm going to throw another pitch in. Eli. Eli Opelder's stealing the remote. He makes his mom watch movies, and then they talk about him. It's pretty delightful. It's a kid from the Netherlands, and he does. They do speak English, pretty fantastic English, probably better English than we speak. Probably. And uh, um, they are unabashedly un-American. Like they have real anger towards America, <laughs> and it's kind of weird, and it makes me feel strange. But uh, you know, they don't hate us personally, so I'm good. Um. <laughs> so it works out. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I uh, I don't know. So you guys should definitely go check those guys out and uh, support that show because it's an amazing show and it's uh, really fun. Uh, we will be coming back with more reviews of more shows as we do every week. Um, and in, unless something crazy happens, like another Justice League trailer or like somehow like a fourth Wonder Woman trailer pops up, uh, we'll be coming back with those TV episodes, those reviews. And until then... Go! Give us reviews on iTunes. Stitcher. Five stars. Tell us how you feel. Even if you hate us, let us know that too. And uh, we, can take we it. might actually talk about you. We might actually talk about it if we can take it. Um, <laughs> this is the weirdest time for you to balls up. Um, <laughs> that was the we'll lie! The show. It destroys yeah, we'll us. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. <laughs> but we'll talk about it on the show and make fun of you like it didn't bother us at all. And. Until then, we can adjust to it. Keep some, keep some DC on your screen. Don't mind Jason. Oh, what's wrong with you, Jason? I know. Where did you go, my friend? <laughs> All right. See you, cats, later. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.